everyone. Welcome aboard the Battleship Retention. Uh, I won't do my funny thing, but uh, I am Scott Nye. That's not very funny. I'm I'm David Beck. Tyler Smith is on assignment. And uh, Scott, we have you and I. Thank you for filling in. Uh, yeah, of course. We we have we have plenty of fun stuff to get to. This is um, this is always one of my most anticipated uh, episodes of the year, even um, this year. I would say uh, that's what I was going to say is even this year I am getting ready for this episode this afternoon. I uh, found myself getting excited about movies because I will say that uh, at the, uh, I, I have at the beginning of like quarantine way back in March, April, June, like I was still really excited about movies. I would say when sports started coming back, I was like, Distra- I was like distracted by a shiny, like, Oh, a new thing. And I, I will say like over here. <laughs> yeah. In, in the past month or so, I have watched considerably fewer movies than I normally would at this time of the year. And I've just been like zoning out and watching baseball. I've kind of lost some of my movie mojo, to be honest. Uh, and getting ready for this episode um, brought some of it back. I'm excited for some movies that are, that are kind of going to come out, but we'll get to that in a minute, Scott. Quit rushing me. I have to tell you about tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Um, Tyler and I use them each and every day, uh, even on assignment. I'm sure Tyler is using, is using his today. I was using my tweakedaudio.com earbuds to listen to the new album capricorn by trevor powers who uh is uh an artist who used to release under the under the moniker youth lagoon and he is from boise idaho a place that i uh know and love because i have family there and uh and and visit and maybe it's subconsciously like i'm realizing i'm not going to be in boise for thanksgiving this this year so i was like let me listen to some boise music um, you love but, the uh, hometown connections people from st louis people from boise go I, all the way for you yeah, I, 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 this is, I mean, you, you, you listen to the podcast, you know, one of my f- favorite questions to ask people when they're on the show is like, where did you grow up? I feel like it's, uh, it's a fascinating thing that, uh, uh, and maybe it's wrong of me to like, uh, make assumptions like, oh, you're from there. So you were probably like this or you're, uh, you pronounce things this way. Uh, <laughs> well, you're my main representative from St. Louis. So anyone I do uh, meet from St. Louis, I'm like, Oh, you're probably like David Bax. And it turns out they're not. <laughs> so, doesn't really work out. But do they, uh, well, um, but you can, you can put, you can talk about gooey butter cake, uh, okay. Provel cheese, toasted ravioli, obviously, obviously. Uh, Ted Drew's. Um, you can pronounce, 44 highway 44 is highway farty far uh you, i do not want to do uh, these things you were uh instead of pants you wear shorts you eat your salad with a fark this is the st louis accent wait <laughs> wait is this implying that they never wear pants they only wear shorts that they pronounce no i'm saying an unfortunate body response i'm saying when you're not wearing pants okay. the alternative i remember because i was like uh i did not wear shorts as a as like a teen punk rocker i didn't think shorts were punk so i was well sure. i wore long pants all the time my dad who had a thick st louis accent would be like it's 85 degrees outside put on a pair of shorts <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh anyway so uh all that is to say that trevor power's new album is is uh very good uh lovely haunting stuff sounded great on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds that are available at a low low price at tweakedaudio.com but if you use the offer code pretension at checkout you get one third off uh that low low price and no shipping charges so please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension 
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Now we have, uh, Scott, we have a guest. I don't want to spring this on you. I don't know if Holy you know cow. that we have, there's another person on the podcast. What? Uh, oh my God, it's your wife. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> a longtime friend of the show and extraordinary quarantine baker. Julie Sesnovich. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am from Sudbury, Massachusetts, where we do not pock the car, that is um, Boston, but we do just name everything after Revolutionary War generals. There is just, everything is a Revolutionary War general out there. But isn't that, I mean, that, the pack the car, Harvard Yard, like that's, that's the Boston exit, but isn't that kind of like, New England in general is kind of like that too a little bit. Like, like well, it's weird. It's it's in different pockets of New England, and okay. but it's not really as much geographic as it tends to be more of a class indicator. I see. Like, I hate I see. to make it that way, but like people from richer towns don't have it, and generally people from lower income places in New England have it. I've just found that they have a so, different accent. Wait, do I have an accent? No, but your mom and dad do. That's hmm. true. So it's what I'm getting from this, Julie is. You're bougie. <laughs> oh, no, my town was very bougie. It was okay. 100% extremely very bougie. <laughs> um, not backing down from that at all, but yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're, we're here to do what's become a, a, a tradition on the podcast uh, with, with Scott and Julie. Um, we're here to preview the films that will be coming to theaters that we don't uh, recommend you go to and uh, uh, on demand uh, for the next few months. It is officially fall. Um, uh, normally, I feel like we do this episode a little bit earlier because normally like the awards uh, season yeah. sort of starts. There's always, um, uh, I've said this on the podcast before, there's always like a movie that comes out like the first weekend, there's a, like the first weekend after Labor Day. That's yeah. like an awards type movie, but that doesn't, it doesn't actually end up getting any nominations. It's just sort of yeah. meant to like prime. It's like the sacrificial lamb of award season. Like we're putting this out for you to not see, but just to let you know, this is what's coming to theaters. Right. This is uh, was the goldfinch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I think of this as the light between oceans uh, slot. Yeah. The, uh, That's actually a good movie. So it is a very good movie, but it did not get any, yeah, it did not get uh, the attention it, uh, it deserved, but, um, yeah, but maybe that's why I always think of it. You know, the awards season is actually longer. It is, the eligibility period for the Oscars goes up to February 28th. So that's kind of in a weird scenario. And I think my guess is that a lot of these titles that are kind of in the prime slots, they're going to keep pushing them, keep pushing them, keep pushing them up until they realize that theaters won't be magically thriving by February 28th and then just kind of dump them and say, well, we tried. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, but we're not going to cover the – this isn't an award season preview. No. This is a fall. So we're going to Christmas. Christmas is the last date yes. uh, on on our list. Um, uh, and so – but there, we will get into some award season type stuff. But you say the award season is longer. When does it start is the thing. 
That's a great question. I, I guess mean, we'll find out in the course of this episode. That's true. I think a lot of people say the triple whammy Telluride, Toronto, Venice is usually the kickoff because a lot of the awards titles end up premiering there. The buzz right. starts. And, so and we only had a double whammy this year. There was no Telluride. Telluride. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I guess in a way award season has, has kicked off. Yeah. In whatever form it will take. Um, yeah. So yeah, just don't hold us to this because obviously everything on this list is massively, massively asterisks with yeah, the exception are... of, you know, the Netflix things I think we can count on. Right. I think they're going to happen. Otherwise, huge asterisk. And there so are... Just, um, do what we can. There are movies in this list that we covered in our summer movie preview yeah, that never came well, out. There'll be a bit of deja vu there as well. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I also just want to point out really quick the differentiation. For some of these, we'll be saying VOD, and for some, we'll be saying virtual. Those are actually different. We're not using those interchangeably in case you have not been dabbling in those options. Um, VOD is probably the thing you're used to where you go to Amazon, you go to iTunes, and the movie's just there kind of forever, and you can rent or buy it, and then there it is. Yeah. But virtual is a new thing, which has sprung up recently, which is trying to simulate the theatrical experience more. I mean, it's still in your home, but the idea is that it's usually in conjunction with some kind of platform, some kind of local theater. They get some of the money, and it's usually only, quote-unquote, plays for like a week or two, Mm -hmm. and it's rental only. So we're not using those interchangeably. They do mean different things. Um, now, uh, when you're mentioning, I, I, I personally don't like to rent my movies from Amazon cause I don't like supporting them. Instead, I go to voodoo to support, uh, labor rights hero, Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no winning in the video rental market. <laughs> Wait, yeah. didn't Walmart sell voodoo? Oh, did they? I, I thought it was I, still a I Walmart thing. I thought they thing. were selling it. Yeah. So your conscience might be cleared. Well, God, I'd like their interface better anyway. Um, okay. Uh, all right, but uh, movies, we, you know, we can start with movies that were pretty guaranteed are coming out because by the time you've, hear the, you've heard this, they already have come out. We're starting with uh, Friday, September 25th. This episode doesn't go <laughs> for a couple of days after that, but um, uh, I, I'm not sure what uh, you wanted to highlight. Um, uh, we can start uh, with, with Ava, the new film from Tate Taylor. Everyone's excited for the new Tate Taylor. It was not originally a Tate Taylor, actually. The director got Me Too'd on out of there, the original director. That's right. Um, yeah, so he got... I didn't know about this. He got scooched out. Matthew Newton, I think was his name. Okay. Um, and so Jessica Chastain had a relationship with Tate Taylor from The Help, so he stepped in. I think Matthew Newton maybe even shot part of the movie. Um, okay. So, but yes, ultimately, this will be a Tate Taylor picture. And I um, never saw The Help, but I like Tate Taylor because I like um, uh, Get On Up, uh, which I've been thinking about a lot uh, in the in the week since the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, and this movie has a, a, a terrific cast, um, in addition to Jessica Chastain, John Malkovich, and Gina Davis, always glad to see her, Colin Farrell, uh, Yoan Griffith, is that how you say his name? It's uh, a good question. Yeah, lots of... No one has to say it out loud. Nobody knows. <laughs> uh, Mr. Fantastic, right? Isn't that didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, That's his legal name. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was um, told, uh, I don't know if this is a battleship retention being small uh, potatoes or if this is the actual case, but I was told they weren't giving links to review uh, Ava, um, which could mean they don't have faith in it, uh, which could mean I would end up loving it. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like the screening it on Thursday night of the VOD era. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's about an assassin. So who knows? Jessica Chastain plays an assassin. 
Um, I could see her killing people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but also, that well, not it's an upcoming weekend to us. It is a past weekend to you. Let us not forget, you can get a double shot of Rick, Richard Jenkins on this very special weekend because there is The Last Shift, which is a movie coming out, kind of a two-hander with him and a young actor whose name I unfortunately can't remember. But the idea, it's like Richard Jenkins plays a fast food worker who's been working at that job for almost 40 years and he's training his replacement. It's kind of like a dramedy of them hanging out. Um, that is theatrical only. Um, but then there's also Kajillionaire, very exciting, the new Miranda which, July. Which yeah, one of fun. the one of the uh, uh, surprising number of movies on our list today that I have seen. Um, I, I, I saw it at, uh, at Sundance with a, in a whole a whole huge theater for the Eccles, the biggest theater in Sundance, full of people. Can you imagine now? I cannot. Can you imagine going especially to see in the middle movie? of winter, people coughing, throwing yeah. notes on top of you? Yeah, uh, uh, I, I, I miss it. But um, yeah, I, I liked it uh, uh, quite a bit. Probably not. I mean, if I had to rank the three Miranda July uh, films, it would probably come in third. But that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just that I really, really like her shit. Uh, and and this is uh, uh, in, in, in keeping with that. It's It's, you know, sort of weird and funny but also um very uh i think she has uh, i i think of Miranda july as something other than human but who has a lot of interest and compassion for human beings yeah. um, and, and an alien. yeah she does seem like kind of an alien uh but she she's like a benevolent outsider is and that's how she views uh humanity julie was briefly interviewed by miranda july that is true. Um, so this was at, unfortunately, it was at a telethon for a now defunct LA institution that I will not shed more light on because it had an unceremonious end. But the point is they had a telethon. They called in all these different personalities and one of them was Miranda July. And there was something where it was like, she put a piece of paper under someone's seat or something. And she's like, whoever has a piece of paper come up on stage. And it was me. So I had to go up and it's like, that's kind of like a daunting situation anyway. But when it's Miranda July, you know, it's going to be weird. What, you know, all due respect. Um, so I go up there and what was it? She was like, I don't remember. Oh, she asked me, it was like, I had to apologize to someone I had hurt. <laughs> and now let me also emphasize this telephone was being live streamed. Oh my God. So I, I blacked out. Um, I, I don't know what I said, but it was a very, it's a very appropriately surreal moment. Um, but I think I would rather just sit at home and watch her movie than be interviewed by her. Um, yeah. You know what I would have done in that situation? I would have never looked under my seat in the first place and just, you know, so while everyone's like, where's the piece of paper? I'd just be like, I don't know guys. And I wouldn't, I would never know. Well, you always think like, what are the odds it's going to be you, you know, yeah. like what's the harm in taking a peek? I don't know. Um, well, you found out what the harm was. I did find out. You got uh, embarrassed on a live stream. Oh my God. Yeah. So so that's in theaters, but also if you don't want to go to a theater, which again, we are not endorsing, right. um, you only have to wait a little while for it to come on VOD. It's on VOD on October 16th. So. Okay. That was nice of them. Yes. Uh, running through other stuff on the 25th, I'll mention uh, the movie Foster Boy, which I know nothing about other than my friend has a small part in it. Um, uh, Misbehavior is a new film from Philippa, Philippa, 
Philippa Lothorpe. I don't know how to say her name, but I love her name. Um, but she, uh, uh, of course, uh, unless I'm calling this to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm right about, uh, she directed, um, what was it called? You're not confusing her with Felita Lloyd, are you? Uh, no. Um, okay. uh, uh, and yeah, never mind. She made a, she, she's done a lot of, a lot of television. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, Oh, she, oh, the, the third day is a current miniseries that's, that's airing. That's, I think, what I was thinking of most recently in some episodes of The Crown. Um, and the, but that's got Keira Knightley and Gugu Mbatha-Ra and Jesse Buckley. That's a hell yeah. of a cast. And Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. And, Reece, and, Greg, and Kinnear. Greg Kinnear as Bob Hope, in fact. Because wow. it's set at the 1970 Miss World pageant, which was like um, a group of feminists kind of disrupted it and it was a whole thing. Um, so Bob Hope was hosting it. So, um, and that is also, that is simultaneously on VOD. So you can see it right away. Uh, I'll mention just because I've seen it, but I will not recommend it. Uh, Ahulengi and the Cakes of Versailles. I'm a sucker for an ornate movie title. Um, uh, especially when like the, <laughs> the, the title Otto Lange and the cakes of Versailles for a movie that's 75 minutes long. Like, literally the movie is like a 15th over by the time you've said the, <laughs> uh, the, the name of the movie, but, uh, it's a, I mean, this is a, a pun cause it's about pastries. It's a puff piece. Oh um, boy. <laughs> Pretty proud of yourself. Are you? <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, yeah. Um, Let's see. What else? Uh, I don't really have anything else. You mentioned the last shift. I don't think I have anything else on the 25th that I was really eager to highlight. Nah. Yeah. Um, and then this is kind of what's weird about there being so much VOD is normally we would just go in like week long increments. Right. But now it's like there's going to be every single day of the week on this. So unfortunately. Um, so the next thing I have is on September 30th. Yeah. Um, which is the Amazon Prime release of The Glorias. Um, uh, which is... Another movie I've seen. Oh, oh, look at you, Mr. Sundance. Yeah, it was my least favorite movie at Sundance. Okay. <laughs> and you are not anti-Julie Taymor. Oh, no, I, 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 like, I like Julie Taymor. Uh, I mean, I I some people are very anti. Uh, no, I mean, I, I like the Julie Taymor type uh, uh, stuff about it, but uh, it's just seeing it with a Sundance crowd, which is a lot like seeing it with sure. like an award season crowd or a Lemley theater type crowd here in, in, in Los Angeles. It was just full of practically like applause breaks. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, it, 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 it felt like so desperately cornily pandering the entire yeah. movie. Cause it's uh, about it, Gloria Steinem for those who yeah. don't know, it's like right. a biopic of her at different points in her life. Um, so yeah, I can see how that can get a little like you go girlfriend maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of that type of stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what's, uh, uh, anything else on the 30th? I've got uh, one on a couple on the second. Yeah. Oh, I think oh, the like. 30th is like probably a Tuesday or something. So nobody else would compete with the Glorias. That's true. Right. They were clear in the schedules. They have like, multiple Glorias. Yeah, Maybe they could compete with that. one, but multiple Glorias. Forget, forget it. Forget it. Um, uh, on the second, again, I'll just mention 12 hour shift because my friend is in it. <laughs> different friend. This isn't going to keep happening. It's just weird that my, two of my friends yeah, have, are these uh, two different friends or the same yeah, friend? two, 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 two different, two different, two different friends. friends, same friend group though. Your good okay. friend, David Arquette. <laughs> if I'm yeah. reading this right. 
Uh, but actually, I mean, twelve hour shift does look like it could be uh, I- I- interesting in terms of just like horror comedy, I guess. Uh, totally. Um, but uh, yeah, and I like Angela Bettis. So, uh, but also on the second, uh, on the rocks, got a coming. new Sofia Coppola joint, which I will also call out. That's it's in theaters on that day, but it's on Apple TV, which nobody has, but we'll all be doing the free trial on October twenty third. So yeah. just wait a few weeks and you can watch it at home. And if anyone from Apple TV is listening, I would love a screener. I don't know how to ask. Apple TV, Apple TV sends me screener links to their series without my asking, which is not sure. what I cover, right. and then gives me no way to review their movie. I, I, I don't – they they just uh, – like – it's a it's a crapshoot with the publicist over there. So if anyone can get me on the right list at Apple TV, I would love to. I would love to review. Shouting on the rocks. this out into the void, I mean, just in case. You know, putting this on the internet, Apple monitors the internet, so this is mm-hmm. the way the avenue for it. But uh, it just premiered at New York Film Festival, and people seem to dig it a lot. And yeah, that's so. always encouraging. I mean, I always dig Sofia Coppola's stuff, so I have no reason to doubt yeah. it being different. But yeah. it's always nice when everyone agrees. But I think it's it's like. Maybe a caper is overselling it, but I think the plot is like um, Rashida Jones and Bill Murray play a mother, nope, play a father-daughter duo. There it is. Um, And she suspects her husband is unfaithful, so they like go around town trying to find him, which sounds very capery and fun. We love it. Love a good, love a good caper about town. Uh, So yeah, looking forward to it. I don't know anything about 2067 except that we will be running a review on the website, so I'll just give people a heads up on, on that. All right. Um, There's also a couple Netflix titles, which again, okay. I feel pretty certain you can see on that date. Um, Vampires versus the Bronx, which seems very self-explanatory. Don't feel like need to elaborate on that. Um, and Dick Johnson and is Dead, which is the new Kirsten Johnson documentary. Another movie I've seen. Look at you. <laughs> uh, it's really good. It's very uh, uh, funny and, and heartfelt. Like, you know, made me cry uh, and, and, and made me laugh at, at the same time. The premise, if you don't know, is Kirsten Johnson is sort of coming to terms with the fact that her uh, aging and increasingly senile father is going to die by basically casting him and staging a bunch of various death scenes so he plays himself and he plays his own death and it, you know at one point his own afterlife uh in various different ways it's very like i said very darkly funny um but also incredibly moving yeah um there's also haven't heard anything about this in a bit so it might not happen but la belle epoque which is a french time travel fantasy that was well received at i believe can Okay. Um, I think that's theatrical only. So again, we'll see, but, uh, I want to make mention of save yourselves. Uh, it's got a good, good cast, uh, both John Reynolds and John early from, um, uh, search party are in it. Uh, and Sunita Mani from glow and the, uh, I will admit one of my, uh, cinematic crushes, Sunita, uh, Mani. Um, <laughs> we, we went to college with her and I oh. hung out with her, like one and a half times. So maybe I can pull some strings, get you. Well, I'm, I'm happily married, but I do like, uh, just as uh, friends. I'm not trying to make it weird. Um, but yeah, no, my wife and I watch glow together and I'll be like, man, man she's really pretty. And I was like, <laughs> I know. No, I mean, she's, she's really pretty. I know David. <laughs> um, um, and that is a simultaneous VOD release. So okay. safe at home. 
Let's see. Also, uh, apparently, uh, the second Abel Ferrara movie of the quarantine, uh, a, a documentary called The Projectionist. Oh, I missed this. Because um, he, yeah, he had a uh, Tommaso, which was quite good, come out uh, back in May or June. Um, and uh, uh, I don't know much about this one other than it's a documentary. But I like Abel Ferrara. Yeah, sounds intriguing. It's about an old cinephile. Is it Abel Ferrara? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all his movies are kind of self-portraits. So. Yeah. No, uh, Nicholas Nick Nicolau, according to the the description here. All right. Um, anything else you guys want to call out on the second, or any other comments? I feel like we should be. I don't know. I'm always torn between like we should comment right on these, but then we end up like, we can't spend 20 minutes on every movie at no. the same time. Well, yeah. you don't want to force the comments because we have right. movies that we'll have things to say about. That's so. true. That's yeah. true. Um, I don't have much to say about October 6th tales from the hood three, except that I'm uh, glad this franchise is, is kicking, I guess yeah. I've only ever seen the first one, but um, um Socially, uh, an anthology of uh, uh, r- racially concerned, socially con- conscious uh, horror shorts is, um, you know, now's the time for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of socially plugged in horror, um, Blumhouse just announced they're doing something called Welcome to the Blumhouse on Amazon Prime. So they're going to release two films on Prime on um, October 6th and then two films the next week and then release some more later. So I think the two on the six are The Lie is one of them. Black Box. And Black Box is the other. Um, So if you're a Blumhouse fan, um, then good news for you. Um, On October 7th, we have the latest Adam Sandler opus on Netflix called Hubie Halloween, which will be a movie with Adam Sandler in it. And that's- As always, these movies have such good casts and it's like- Only yeah. you were directed elsewhere. Yeah, there's he also plays Hubie Dubois, which is such a great Adam Sandler character <laughs> name. Yeah, that sounds like a par- Like if you were making a parody of an Adam Sandler movie, that's what you would name the character. <laughs> but he's probably entered the self-parody phase at this yeah. point. Um, also on the seventh is Books of Blood on Hulu. Yes, uh, you have commentary on it. Seems. Well, because I've read the books of Blum, I was a big okay. Clive Barker uh, fan as a uh, as a as a youngin. I think because um, I started reading Stephen King very like earlier than you know uh, maybe I should have, uh, and sort of graduated to Clive Barker because it was like weirder and sexier sure. um, uh, uh, stuff. And so, Books of Blood was a, a seminal uh, collection uh, for me, and. Um, I haven't, I haven't actually spoiled myself to see which because there are three volumes of Books of Blood, so there's a lot of short stories that you uh, uh, could do. Some of which have already been made into movies. Uh, I never saw Rawhead Rex, but um, I did see uh, the Midnight Meat Train, uh, which more on that later actually. Um, uh, but um, I'm I'm very much looking forward to Hulu just as a looking forward to looking forward to watching Books of Blood on Hulu just as a as a Clive Barker fanboy and the cast is good too I, I like Anna Friel from uh, from Pushing Daisies uh, Ewell Vasquez who's been in a lot of things but I always think of him from Seinfeld who doesn't want to wear the ribbon um, 
uh, Robert, Robert, Robertson. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to Books of Blood. Right on. Um, on the 8th is Charm City Kings on HBO Max. Yeah, we're covering all the services here. <laughs> you guys, um, you're not going to believe this but I've seen this movie. <laughs> um, this I mean, is one of the, two, I do believe it. Um, this is one of the two, I think two on this list that I saw in preparation for their initial release. Cause this movie is supposed to come out in April, I think. Oh yeah. yeah theatrically. So I saw actually, a, pre- a press screening. It was set up with Sony pictures, classics. And then around may they're like, this situation is not getting better. We're going to sell it to HBO max. But, yeah. Um, so, but I also don't, because of the nature, like, when it's something I saw at Sundance, my review is already out there. I don't feel bad telling you that Kajillionaire's go to the glories is bad. I don't know what I'm supposed, what I'm allowed to say about Charm right. City Kings, so I'll keep it uh, to myself. But uh, uh-huh. Charm City is a. Uh, th- I know there's a term for that. I feel like I should look up the term for this. You know the thing where you've never heard like a saying or a word or something before and you hear it, you think for the first time, but then once you know what it is, you suddenly start hearing it everywhere. Sure. Yeah, and so I feel like I had never until like I guess maybe earlier this year I had never heard Baltimore referred to as Charm City, but apparently it's a nickname that goes back to the seventies. And I've oh. since weirdly, once I became aware of it through seeing the movie, I now like see Baltimore referred to as Charm City all the time now for some reason. Hmm. Um, well, it's about um, teen dirt bikers. That's all I know. Uh, yeah, motorcyclists are not necessarily dirt bikers, but. Yeah. I read dirt bikes. Maybe there's multiple kinds of bikes. I don't know. Well, they'll take their bike in where they can, dirt or otherwise. Yeah, there's bikes. That's all I know. Um, I don't think there's anything else that... On the 8th, now. Um, a lot of stuff on the 9th. Um, Including one I've seen, the new Woody Allen movie. Did you see that in Paris? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I oh, saw no. it That's through... Right illicit means because it didn't okay. seem like it was getting released here yeah so no, I they forgot. You, didn't go to, you guys didn't go to paris right before i had another friend at my yeah that i work with back in 2015 yeah oh was it that long ago okay yeah so yeah um i had a friend a co-worker who went to paris like right before my wife and i did last fall and when we were there when my wife and i were in paris or any day in new york was playing in in right. the theater and i wasn't really like I knew my wife wasn't interested in seeing a Woody Allen movie. I wasn't super interested in watching it either, but my, uh, my coworker came back from Paris and told me that it was terrible. And so I was like, well, if there was any, uh, last sort of shred of maybe I'll, uh, see this just to say that I have, uh, it went out the window. So I haven't seen it despite having the opportunity to see it legally. unlike <laughs> unlike some people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I generally, like most recent Woody Allen, I, I didn't really care for this either. I, I think the biggest problem is that Vittorio Storaro's cinematography, which is, as anyone who saw Wonder Wheel can attest, a little strange at times. Uh, it works well for the dramatic work, not so much for the purely comedic. Mm-hmm. And so this has a very light touch that doesn't benefit from his like weird, super wide angle cinematography that makes everything look like a nightmare. Yeah, it is kind of an interesting strategy, too. It almost seemed like they waited till no one was paying attention and yeah. then they're just dumping it in theaters so they can, like, right. fill a contract or something. Um, but it, it'll it be there if you are curious. Um, you also have the 40-year-old version, not the Steve Carell movie. Um, it, you're nodding. Have you seen this at Sundance as well? Or no? no, I didn't see this one at Sundance. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, that's on Netflix. It's about a 40 year old playwright. I think she directed it and stars in it as well, who decides to become a rapper. Um, it's shot in black and white. I think it was very well received at Sundance. So looking forward to that. Um, I heard good things at Sundance about, about Possessor, but I didn't yeah, see it there. Cool. Yeah, it looks very cool. And it's got Andrea Riseborough, which is always a good sign. I mean, that's um, like, I mean, I feel like she or Christopher Abbott have to be in these kind of movies every time they make them. Yeah. And so the fact that they're, they're both in it, it was only about time. Yeah. And it's directed by Brandon Cronenberg, who is obviously right. the son of David. Um, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I just like, I don't like horror movies and like the key art from this movie is a woman's face melting off. And I just feel like yeah. I have to see it all the time. So I'm very mad at this movie. I didn't opt into this. <laughs> well, speaking of horror movies and people you went to college with, Julie, uh, oh boy. <laughs> Jim Cummings has a new movie coming out called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Didn't oh, you yeah. tell me you went to college with Jim Cummings? I did go to college with Jim Cummings. This is becoming a podcast episode about people I went to college with. I mean, Scott did too. Scott and I went to college together. but She just knew more people. Yeah, he was out there. I was crossing the flesh, but... Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, the, uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow... Um, uh, I think maybe the last movie of Robert Forster's career. Oh, um, no. I know he has, uh, I think a TV thing still in the can that's, uh, um, uh, uh, coming out, but I think this might be his last, uh, movie. Um, I guess, uh, I did watch the trailer for this the other day. Um, cause I like Jim Cummings. I'm interested, uh, in, in seeing it. And I guess Jim Cummings plays the, uh, sheriff of a town who's taking over the sheriff ship from his father, Robert Forster, uh, at the time, the same time that there's a series of grisly murders that may or may not be committed by a werewolf. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, if you, I mean, it, the, the trailer definitely makes it look like an action horror type movie. If you know Jim Cummings' work, it's probably a bit more character-based and funny than that. But, um, but anyway, it's also that's cool. on VOD, so you can watch it at home. Jim Cummings right. loves to play a cop. Pretty suspect. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I mean, I wouldn't say that the copy plays in Thunder Road is like a, a glorification of Most of cops. awesome cop in the movie. <laughs> Um, um, there's also the war with grandpa, which was rescued from the now defunct dimension. Um, that sounded like it was rescued from another dimension. I don't mean that it was rescued from the distributor called dimension films, um, okay. which was a subsidiary of the Weinstein company. I thought this was uh, this is like another Clive Barker, like a uh, Hellraiser type of <laughs> no, it brought is this a, movie back. Yeah. In a, in a, a puzzle Robert box. De Niro comedy that, Christopher Walken's in it, though. I don't see a lot of walking these days. Wait, is it a sequel to Dirty Grandpa? No. He's no playing religion. a different grandpa? He's playing a different grandpa. There is not, it's not a grandpa cinematic universe, to my knowledge. That's too bad. Um, and then also on that day, you have the confusingly, ambiguously titled film Time, um, which I think was a Sundance movie, maybe? It was. Yeah, I I didn't so. It's supposed to be great. Yeah, it's a documentary about a woman who is fighting for her husband's release from prison for like two decades. And it combines like her video diaries to him and like her efforts. Um, it's, it's with Amazon. They say theatrical. I'm kind of guessing it's going to go to prime, but we'll okay. see. But I know that's being whispered as like a major um, contender for best documentary. So keep an eye on that. Okay. 
Uh, I don't know much about Yellow Rose, except that I've gotten a lot of emails about it. A lot of press uh, release emails about Yellow Rose. I'm kind of intrigued by some of these action movies. We got a Doorman. And- well, this is, uh, yeah, I, I mentioned earlier that I'd mentioned Midnight Meat Train again. Uh, Doorman right. is a new film from uh, uh, Midnight Meat Train director Ryohei Kitamura. Oh, um, right I, I like him. I like his stuff. Uh, most recently he did one in the uh horror anthology nightmare cinema he did uh, uh one of those uh entries and yeah this one has has ruby rose in it so i'm definitely oh and oh jean reno uh yeah. is in it apparently so yeah i'm definitely uh pumped for for doorman and i was also going to mention uh honest thief the new liam neeson dragged back into the the shit action movie <laughs> is that the official genre title we're I using mean, now kind of. dragged back into all the movies where that <laughs> yeah all right, I'm moving on from the ninth. I think um, so. Yeah, I have just one on the 14th. There is a movie premiering on Netflix called Blackpink, Light Up the Sky, which is a documentary about the K-pop group Blackpink. Um, just shouting it out for the K-pop fans. I'm not familiar with them myself, but they're a prominent female group that probably not quite as big as BTS, but has a very big following. So shouting out. I think they're, the I mean, they're probably the biggest female K-pop yeah. group, at least right now. Um, uh, yeah. I've heard some of this stuff and liked it. The, uh, the one on the 14th that I really wanted to point out is babysitter's guide to monster hunting. Uh, because that also is a new film also on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, that is a new film from Rachel Talele, who, in addition to having a fantastic name, uh, directed tank girl and, uh, yeah. tank girl is a, uh, nostalgic favorite of mine. Um, I have rewatched it as an adult. Um, it's still super fun. Doesn't hold up. Uh, but, uh, Rachel Talele was also one of the producers of hairspray. She's like got her, uh, her history of, uh, producing weirdo cinema, uh, goes back decades. So I am curious about babysitter's guide to monster hunting. Yeah. Um, and it, I got a lot on the 16th. I think there's, what do you got? Oh, Martin Eden finally comes out. There you go. Yeah. So hey, this is another that. one that I have seen, but uh, hey. also that I am told that I can't tell you how i feel about well cool. other people have told me it's fantastic so yeah. i'm just gonna trust them at the expense of david yeah so it's an adaptation of the jack london novel of the same title um it stars luca marinelli who was just in the old guard on netflix um i don't know how famous he is in italy but i suspect this will probably be you know help his crossover appeal um but yeah i've heard it's just like this kind of lavish wonderful period piece um well, but so it's also is- the movie, I, I again, I'm not going to tell you an opinion on it, but um, you said the the novels from 1909. When the movie takes place, is kind of nebulous, sort of okay. mid 20th century. But there's like intentional, like uh, uh, oh, okay, that that car looks like it's from the 40s, but uh, that telephone is obviously like a 70s telephone. Those yeah. lapels are are 60s. Like I, I think it's intentionally doing a uh, a sort of a hodgepodge of of that sounds cool. 20th century. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's in theaters and also virtual. So that's locked in. can definitely see that. Um, another thing you can definitely see is the trial of the Chicago seven on Netflix. The new, never heard of it. Yeah. Um, the new Sorkin joint. Every, I was, I mentioned this on Twitter already, but all these period pieces that are shot digitally just look like video games. Okay. <laughs> 
Haven't you noticed that? Well, I, I guess I, give me some examples. When I think of a period piece shot digitally, I think of Public Enemies, one of the greatest films of the I mean, 21st Zodiac? century so far. Uh, Zodiac looks a little bit like a video game sometimes. Okay. Okay. It's just like there's a lot of CGI filling out the production design. Also, keep in mind, the last video game I played was Dance Dance Revolution, so I might not have a good handle on what video games look like, to be honest. All right, all right. Well, it has a good cast. Yeah. Um, this is a, that's a video game trope? No, I'm, I'm trying to say positive things about it, because we all suspect that Aaron Sorkin directing movies is a bad scene. Uh, I mean, based, I mean, he's, one. I mean, but he's batting zero. Yeah. <laughs> and, he bats, and it's like a 50% batting average just on writing them. So like, it's already a toss up. I mean, I'm just thinking like, look, with this cast, even if it's not good, I think it'll be some degree of interesting just to rattle it off. You Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, that's one person, um, Jeremy Strong, Mark Rylance, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Michael Keaton, Frank Langella, John Carl Lynch, like, come on. There's got, I mean, you know. Eddie Redmayne is a little too high build for me to be too optimistic, but other than that. I mean, I think it's just a formality. It's seven of them, so I think they're all equal. It's just <laughs> got to put someone first. But we'll see. Okay. Okay. Um, also on the sixteenth, what else? Um, there's the documentary "I Am Greta," which is about Greta Thunberg. Um, is coming out theatrically, but it's also coming out on Hulu a month later on November thirteenth. Um, there's also a movie called "The Shit House." Pardon my language. Um, it's both theatrical and VOD. Now, I'm going to say the things that this movie has against it first. It's directed by a 23-year-old who also stars in it. It's his first movie, and it's a before-sunrise-esque movie set in a college dorm. Okay. But it won the prize at South by Southwest, which did not occur, but awarded prizes anyway. And it has Dylan Galula in it, who is oh, very... I yeah, see, yeah. see, look how David changed his tune right there. I, don't know I, know, I was skeptical, like, all you the do. things you were saying. You do, because we've had this conversation before. Um, really? Yeah. She she's, in in, um, she's in Support she's the Girls. Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. In, in um, Support the Girls, she's the, she's the new hire who's a little too eager, if you remember, sure, and sure. in Support the Girls. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she's very funny on Twitter, yeah. charming podcast guest, all-around supporter. So I think that's enough for me, so... Um, what else? Um, there's also a movie premiering on Disney Plus. Yes, I promised we'd get all the streamers. Um, called Clouds, which is a true story of um, I think a teenager who had a chronic illness, and he um, like wrote a song that made him really popular or something. And it's um, got David's fave, Nev Campbell. Oh, I do like Nev Campbell. Um, I can never tell if you like if you say when you when you anytime you say said that about a person so and so's fave. Uh, don't I don't know, know if you're being, if you're being, being sarcastic or not. I have no strong um, opinion on Nev Campbell. Okay, well, I'm a, I'm a fan of Nev Campbell. Um, what else we got? We have White Riot coming out virtually. It's a documentary about the British punk scene. Um, what else? Anyone else want to chime There's in a, here? The Devil has a name with uh, Edward James almost directing. David Strathairn, yeah. Kate Bosworth, Pablo Schreiber. You got to watch to find out what the devil's name is, but I guess. James Almost himself is also in it. Oh, and Haley Joel Osment's in it. Wait, Edward James Almost and Haley Joel Osment? <laughs> the Almost Osment tag yeah. team? Finally at it. <laughs> at long last. Um, 
Yeah, I've got nothing until the 21st uh, uh, on here. Let's see. Um, just want to shout out good. really quick on October 20th, direct to VOD, uh, there's a movie called Rialto. I believe it's an Irish movie about um, a gay romance between an, a, fa- a closeted family man and a hustler. Um, uh, it is not about the shuttered uh, movie palace in Pasadena. Not to my knowledge. That has that played itself in La La Land. And I think in the player, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I think that's in the player. Is that where he goes to see uh, the bicycle thief? I think uh, it's at the Rialto. Sounds right. Yeah. They're, I'm sure they'll reference the theater in the movie and it'll be a, a metaphor for something going on in their lives. Right. Because as we know, people in Ireland are very invested in Pasadena. Theaters. Yeah. <laughs> Famously. Famously. <laughs> Um, I can guess the October 21st movie to which you are particularly referring, um, but take it away. Oh, it's Rebecca. It is Rebecca. The, the ben, ben Wheatley film. Um, yes. Uh, I, I, I like On ben Netflix. Wheatley. On Netflix. Uh, on Netflix. And I, uh, not only do I like Ben Wheatley, I like uh, Lily James, Army Hammer, and especially Kristen Scott Thomas. So, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and Dowd is in it as well. The... Uh, the uh, film crowd is very against this, but what with it being a very uh, lavish remake um, of the Hitchcock movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that, and also it's I all the more reason for me to uh, anticipate it. The, no, the, film, sure. the film crowd is against it. <laughs> no, it's strange because uh, I don't like. I actually don't like the original that much. I don't like Ben Wheatley, but so so I'm not really a, yet. I'm not really against this movie. I, I'm still uh, Hope Springs Eternal with Ben Wheatley, I guess. Army Hammer goes a long way for me. That's true. Uh, um, yeah. But also, I, I'm, not, I'm not like a Ben Wheatley like super fan. I've seen very little of his work, but enough that I'm intrigued. I guess. Yeah, I, the only one I love is Kill List, and everything since then has been kind of diminishing returns. I just saw, I think this was someone on Twitter saying this, but someone pointed out, like, they're remaking a movie about not living up to your predecessor and just, like, <laughs> the inherent <laughs> irony of that. Um, so it's a move, as they say. But, I mean, Army. Army Hammer goes a long way. Sure. You know? um, anything else on the 21st? No. There's um, a Stevie Nicks concert. There's a Stevie Nicks yeah. concert film. On the uh, on the twenty third, uh, I don't know anything about it, but after we collided is the new movie from Cruel Intentions auteur Roger Cumble. Um, well, I will tell you about it. So, David, are you aware of Wattpad? Uh, Wattpad? <laughs> it was news to me. No, I I, I heard what you're doing. I'm choosing to ignore yeah. it, but. Um, <laughs> It's basically like a fan fiction platform, um, but it doesn't have to be, it started as that, but then it kind of spiraled into just okay. a storytelling platform where just people write stories okay. and they get really popular. I know so, what AO3 is. Is it, is it like AO3? Well, I don't know what that is, so I can't okay. tell you. But yeah, so it's this fanfic turned kind of like literary platform and a story called After was hugely popular on it. They made that a movie. It came out this year. They immediately greenlit two sequels. So... That's what that's about. So, um, yeah. Teen romance of a sort. Um, you also have on Hulu, you have Bad Hair, which is the new movie from Justin Simeon of Dear White People fame. It is about a possessed weave. So seems like it could be a fun little Halloween adventure. Oh, here's another movie I oh. saw. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, you, you saw it at AFI Fest last year, right? No, I saw it at Locarno in Los Angeles. Ah. 
Uh, and, and as we, we, you and I established off mic back when you saw this, no, nothing to do with Charles Bukowski. Uh, correct, though I understand there's an association of which I'm not aware. Uh, this movie rocks. It's uh, about, it's kind of a coming of age movie that has like some weird mystical elements going on. Uh, it's pretty super great. I highly recommend it. Um, and that's coming out virtually. So nice and um, easy from home. Um, another movie. Oh, oh, go ahead. Uh, another movie on the 23rd that I have seen is uh, Wayne Wang's Coming Home Again, uh, which is uh, um, a small sort of domestic uh, drama about a um, uh, a son who's moved back home to take care, help his father take care of his dying mother, and then his sister uh, uh, comes back in town, so they're going to make dinner together, and so. Uh, it's uh it's a it's an all-in-one day movie it's also a food movie the movie like over the course of the day he's preparing the 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 dinner and there are lots of very specific uh loving shots of of uh, uh him uh preparing the galbi um uh for for dinner um yeah i would say if you're uh a too cool for school type you might find this movie to be a little too sentimental or whatever uh, uh i liked it quite a, quite a bit yeah that um, sounds awesome also i really want to go out for some korean food. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah um there's also um synchronic coming out which is a movie new film about- from benson and moorhead who have, are uh, uh among i guess modern day cool kid horror aficionados are a big name yes um it's something about like a weird drug that like these two cops are trying to track down um notably though so it's coming out in theaters in drive-ins and on vod and those directors actually came out and said don't see this in a theater it's going to a theater because we don't have control over the contracts anymore but it's not safe don't go so don't take it from us take it from them good 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 for them um, also at home, Over the Moon is an animated movie on Netflix for the kids. Um, there's also, this has been the result of so many date changes, the most recent one making it sooner. Um, the Empty Man is allegedly a wide release from Disney. Um, technically, it's a Fox title. Um, it's like a horror movie with James Badge Dale. Again, we're st- like a wide release on the state. I really don't see it happening, but they think it's happening. So it's based on a graphic novel. And Steven Root's in it. Steven Root's in it. So will we ever see this movie? Who can say? But. Um, are we jumping ahead to the 30th? Sure. I believe so. Uh, I'm interested, not enough so to go to a movie theater to see it, but I'm interested in Fatale, um, uh, a Lionsgate thriller directed by Dion Taylor, who made the... Uh, uh, tragically underrated the intruder from last year where uh dennis quaid uh terrorized a uh, an upper middle class black family for the sin of being upper middle class and moving into the house he used to own uh that was a very cool little schlocky uh, uh thriller and uh um so fatale looks like it could be more of the same with uh hillary swank michael ely who was in uh the intruder uh mike coulter some other people yeah, Swank is one of those people who feels like even though she's won two Oscars, she still seems underrated. I just want to say she rocks. Yeah. Yep. Yes, I think you and I are big fans of what they had. Right? Yes. Very much. And so. the Homesman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a good one, too. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's all I have for the 30th. Um, there's also 
again, these to me were starting to be heavily asterisk because I really do not see these mainline studio movies coming out, but for now we'll play along. Um, there's also Come Play, which is a horror movie about a creepy kid um, with Gillian Jacobs. Um, Wait, is Gillian Jacobs now a mom to a creepy kid? She's not the creepy kid. What, yeah, what, do, you, she doesn't what do you think happens? To, to be the mom to a creepy kid, but I guess she is. She's old enough to be the mom to a creepy kid. In the Child's Play remake, Aubrey Plaza was the mom yeah, to the creepy right. kid. That was that was a, we- a weird, like, I'm getting Wait, older type of feeling. Do I have to explain feeling. biology to you? Like, <laughs> they are very qualified to be, like... I, actors freeze very easily in my mind. Okay. And, uh, I don't know. It's okay. fine. She can be a mom. Okay. Well, now that we have your permission, <laughs> it can come out. So, glad to hear it. Um, there's also... Um, you know, obviously a lot of horror movies at the end of the month. Um, on Netflix, there's His House, which is another... Whose house? <laughs> His! <laughs> uh, I'm great. surrounded by morons. Um, <laughs> His House on Netflix. Um, I think that was a Sundance movie. It was a bidding war. Um, not quite dissimilar from The Intruder in that I believe it's an immigrant black family in, I want to say, the UK um, that moves into a new house um, and it is haunted. Um but yeah, I, cool. yeah, I think it, it, you know, there was a bidding war. I think it got really good feedback and really good buzz. So that'll be on Netflix for you. Uh, on to November 3rd. Yeah. Yes. We have a new Roy Anderson joint. And you guys, yeah. I've seen it. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's good. It's, uh, I mean, if you like, uh, if you like songs from the second floor or um, a pigeon set on a branch reflecting on existence, did I get that right? I think uh, so. You will like about endlessly. It's, it's more of the same and that's, it's not a complaint. Yeah. So that is VOD only safety of your own home. Um, I think. Cause yeah. that's like yeah, middle that's of it. the week. Um, and then November 6th, again, very asterisk, um, Let Him Go was supposed to come out. Um, Kevin Costner and Diane Lane are paired again after their triumphant marriage in Man of Steel. That's right. That is right. Pulling that out for the nerds. Um, but yeah, they have to like, what is it? It's like they have to rescue their grandson. Yeah, well, over here they have to rescue their grandson from like their weird kid or something. We'll see. I don't think it's coming out, but, um, yeah. Okay. Fend off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm cautiously interested in mortal because, uh, Andre Overdahl made troll hunter, which is a really fun movie. Okay. He made the autopsy of Jane Doe, which I didn't see, but I know people liked it, but then he made the scary stories to tell in the dark, the dark movie, which I thought was a swing and a miss. Um, but, uh, I still got enough, uh, goodwill from troll hunter, uh, to be at least a little bit interested in in mortal well and this is uh this looks like maybe he's back in uh norway right yeah so right. maybe it was just the transfer to the american studio system that did him in yeah yeah maybe but you got nat wolf he's an american but they're in norway right right otherwise um yeah and that's vod um anything else no, nothing interesting. Um, yeah, it, starts, it does start to get thin here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I've got nothing until the 13th then. Yeah, which is, uh, what What do we think, Ammonite? Ammonite, what yeah, from Francis Lee who made... Uh, Why would it be that? I don't know. <laughs> don't overthink <laughs> um, it. 
from Francis Lee who made God's own country, which was a terrific movie uh, a few years ago. Um, and uh, this one, I think just played Tiff, right? Or played the first yeah, it, Tiff. It felt like it got kind of a soft reaction, but uh, you know, I'm still intrigued. I mean, how bad can Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan falling in love? No, be? it wasn't like it was bad. No, it, I, I think people were just like so looking forward to it. And they're just like, oh, yeah. Good. So that's another one where it's like, I don't know, but it is um, the distributor is neon, which is, you know, obviously a very savvy company. And I feel like they are invested in having people actually see things. So maybe mm-hmm. it'll be VOD or who knows. But um, also on that date, you have the climb. Which is hey, the- guess what? What? I've seen it. Whoa! <laughs> um, that has been postponed many times yeah, now. Yeah, that really has. Yeah, um, I, I feel like it's an uphill climb to uh, convince people this movie is good because I feel like if I had the movie described to me, I would think it sounded like some uh, 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 self-conscious first feature indie bullshit because it kind of is, but it's good. Right. Um, it's basically the the, the story of, of two uh, adult male friends whose friendship over the course of years uh, falls uh, apart and comes together and falls apart and comes together. But the, uh, it's told in sort of chapters and not every chapter, but most of the chapters are told in single takes. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh, uh, and, but it, it's, uh, I, I think I like when, cause, um, the director is also one of the two stars. Uh, I think the two guys wrote the movie together, starting the movie together and he directs. And I like, I like the instincts of a director who's willing to cast himself as the one who looks like the shithead. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah um, uh, uh, he's definitely not the sympathetic one of, uh, of the two. And I think that's a, that's a good impulse. And the movie's just, uh, uh, funny and, and, and heartfelt. And I like, uh, I, I feel like movies that, uh, are really about male friendship are surprisingly, uh, few on the ground uh, unfortunately uh you've also got uh gail rankin in only a couple of a uh, couple of scenes oh, but yeah, I, love uh, I love her rankin. uh george went uh, has a small part in it todd barry is very funny in it it's 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 a yeah i uh i don't want to say dark comedy because i feel like that implies like uh some sort of that it gets into some sort of like crime or horror or murder but it's more it's like a bitter comedy sure okay that's yeah. a good genre yeah um, uh, I'd never heard of this movie, The Comeback Trail, but it sounds both too comforting and kind of strange <laughs> uh, about a guy creating a poorly written Western trying to do an insurance fraud, but it, I guess it starts to work or something, and it's an action movie it's listed as. Maybe that's a bad genre tag, but uh, it's got Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman, Tommy Lee Jones, and Zach Braff. And Eddie Griffin, Vincent Spano. And Emil Hirsch. And Emil Hirsch, we don't need to talk about Emil Hirsch, I guess. <laughs> um, also on that day, um, and again, given Universal's um, propensity to put things on VOD, who knows how this will come out, is a movie called Freaky, which is a body swap movie with a twist, which is that a teenage girl swaps bodies with a serial killer. Not on purpose. Um, but it's another Blumhouse movie. We're so used to those movies where that happens on purpose. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a twist. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there. I just want to like make clear that she's not insane. She's not doing it for the thrill. Um, yeah. It has Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn. So the, the pairing we've all been waiting for. Um, uh, yeah, that's all I have. Yeah. For that. Well, jumping to the 20th. Um... Oh, I have something in between. Oh, okay. Um, 
I, it might not be on the thing, but I just wanted to shout out. So um, Sean Durkin, is that his name? Oh, that yeah. Guy. That is a guy. So his new movie, The Nest. Which David has seen. Which David has seen. Came out very recently, but it's coming to VOD on November 17th. Okay. Calling that out. Well, I... I... Call, speaking of, I called out The Glorious as my least favorite film of Sundance 2020, so it's only fair that I call out The Nest as my favorite film of Sundance 2020. Yeah, I am yeah. super pumped for it. Um, and that's uh, saying a lot because this was a very good Sundance. Um, there were definitely more nests than Glorious. Um, Please was, let this become in- industry slang. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, tough competition for the number one slot of my movies at, at Sundance this year. Uh, so on the 20th, another movie in the category of movies david has seen uh the documentary collective which um again i don't know the embargo type of thing because this is another one that i saw in an, in the theater in a press screening back in february or whatever uh and its uh date just got got pushed but um collective is it's one of those documentaries that's really it's more investigative journalism than it is um uh cinema or at least it's about investigative journalism it's a pretty fascinating and upsetting story about um uh a, healthcare corruption in Romania and the fact that the real sort of twist of the story or, or the hook, I guess, is that weirdly the newspaper that did the investigative journalism that uncovered this government, cause it's health uh, government run healthcare in, in Romania. So this government uh, hospital corruption was like a sports newspaper. Like imagine oh. if ESPN.com, like, <laughs> you know, took down the, 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 the insurance system <laughs> industry or whatever. Um, it's, it's pretty fascinating stuff. Some of the stuff they uncover is pretty uh, upsetting. It's definitely not a light watch, but um, very interesting, very informative. Right on. Um, there's also allegedly no time to die. The new James Bond movie. I do not see this happening, but whatever helps them sleep at night. And everyone suspects that this is about someone unleashing a virus. Really? That's like the big (laughs) rumor is that the plot surrounds like a bad guy unleashing a virus. Oh no. Yeah. Well, I had heard that. I think it was confirmed that the villain is like either an environmental terrorist or bioterrorist of some sort. So, Ooh, He's sitting on that one for a while, guys. Um, There's also, so yesterday, in wild timing, Disney shifted almost their entire remaining 2020 schedule out of this year. But they left the new Pixar movie, Soul, on on that date, um, which is puzzling to many people. um, But we'll see. It's about souls. (laughs) I think sure. it, it is kind of like inside out, but for souls is my understanding. Um, so hmm. yeah. there's, Oh, go ahead. No, I didn't say that. I said, you said, hmm. Yeah. That's my entire reaction to soul. <laughs> hmm. oh. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I, I mean, over the course of my life as a cinephile, Pixar has gone from a thing like, Ooh, there's a new Pixar movie to like prove it. Like, yeah show me what you got and yeah. sometimes i still you know i really liked inside out sometimes i still like pixar movies um but uh uh i, I don't really get excited about them anymore yeah i mean i really liked coco that was another good one okay yeah um but there's also um sound of metal on that this day. is another one i think we that was we talked about yep. in the summer movie preview uh, it sounded familiar uh, another yeah. and also another movie that david has seen okay um it's can david uh, talk about it Yes, yeah, I saw okay. it at TIFF last year. You can find my review on uh, at battleshipretention.com. I saw it at like 8.30 in the morning on No Sleep and still loved it. Uh, 
um, it's uh, written and directed by Darius Martyr. It's his directorial debut. He's best known for writing The Place Beyond the Pines. Oh, okay. um, and uh, Riz Ahmed plays a musician in a sort of punk noise metal band who goes deaf, who loses his hearing. And um, that's obviously very difficult for him. Uh, Olivia Cook plays his girlfriend slash uh, band member. Um, and uh, he goes to a sort of uh, treatment center and learns to live with uh, not being able to, to hear. I don't know. I feel like the way that I'm describing it makes it sound very sort of like made for TV ish, but uh, like it's, the place it's the pines kind of sound that way too. Right. And that, that yeah. movie rocks. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's quite good. Quite good. But uh, yeah, I think this release date will stick because it's coming out on Amazon prime, like two weeks after that. So I think they're committed this time. Um, there's also another new Blumhouse movie, Run, on that date, which is coming on Hulu. Um, that is directed by, oof, I'm going to butcher this, Anish Shaganti. Anyway, he directed Searching. Um, yeah, this okay. looks cool. So this stars Sarah Paulson as a crazy mother, and I think um, her daughter, like, kind of wants to escape. It's like she raised her to believe some weird stuff. Um, so, yeah. And friend of the show, Pat Healy. Friends. Nice. Oh, yeah. Another movie uh, that has a friend of mine in it. Um, and anything that gets uh, Sarah Paulson out of the grasp of Ryan Murphy. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, man, I watched, uh, I'll tell you, I watched the first episode of Ratchet because it sounds like I'm bragging at this point. My friend's in it. So uh, me and Natalie's friends, we were like, neither of us were interested in Ratchet. We were like, sure. well, let's do such and such a, you know, let's, let's honor his uh, efforts by at least watching this episode that he's in. And uh, he was very good in it. And it was ridiculous. It looks pretty, pretty wretched. I don't think, eh? <laughs> I don't think anyone has come out in favorite. I don't think it has a single defender. I know. Which is almost impressive. That it can unite us in these times. Um, anything um, else on the 20th? No. Oh, no. I'm, I was going to jump ahead to the 25th. Um, Go for it. Couldn't not wait to talk, talk about the Croods. Uh, no, not the Croods. This is a movie. Okay, I will admit, I didn't know about this movie until you sent me this list earlier, Ju- Ju- Julie. Uh, Happiest Season. Oh, my God. Which I is not most anticipated fall. Oh, I my God. I've been looking forward to this movie <laughs> since they announced it, which was like I, I, a year and a half ago. I didn't know anything about this. It's directed by Cleo Duvall, yeah. uh, who, who um, I won't name the place, but uh, I'm practically like I'm practically friends with Cleo Duvall at this point okay. because she, her family, and me and Natalie and I have the same Christmas Eve tradition. I won't say what it, what it is, but I see. I, I've never actually like talked to her because we're with our she's with her family or whatever. But I see Cleo Duvall every Christmas Eve at the <laughs> same wild. place. <laughs> um, uh, uh, we saw so her at the theater once. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel a certain kinship with, with, with Cleo Duvall, but also look, I mean, Mackenzie Davis, Kristen Stewart, Alison Brie, Victor Garber, Mary Holland, Dan Levy, and Aubrey Plaza, Mary Steenburgen, Anna Gasteyer. Yeah. Oh I know. my God. What more could you want? And it's like, the premise is, I don't, I don't know if this is like official, but it might be the first studio released lesbian romantic comedy it's a lot of qualifiers so it sounds possible i mean i think it is but it's basically um 
Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis are a couple and Kristen Stewart wants to propose to her over her family's holiday weekend, but then finds out she has not come out to her parents and going to go out on a limb here and say that hijinks ensue. Let's hope so. I'm hoping for hijinks. We could all use some hijinks um, this Thanksgiving season. But yeah, I mean, she, Clue Duvall also directed The Intervention, which was really great. Um, I want this movie to happen on this date. I'm not super optimistic, <laughs> but I just hope I can see it someday and that it's good. <laughs> Um, if not, we will have, um, the crudes colon a new age to comfort us. Mm-hmm. Um, and voyagers. That is, there's no way that is happening, but. Okay. Lord of the Flies in Space. Is Lord of oh. the in Space. Directed by Neil Berger. It says, uh, the one adult on board is killed. I imagine that's Colin Farrell. Otherwise he is mysteriously highly billed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, from director Neil Berger, uh, who's made stuff that's kind of all over the map. I never saw yeah, Limitless. Yeah. I know people like people who've seen Limitless seem to like it. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, There's that's also on Netflix. That. Christmas Chronicles two sequel to the holiday film where Kurt Russell plays Santa, but this time, oh, you better believe they got Goldie Hawn in it. Oh yeah, nice. she's Mrs. Claus. Um. I think that's it. Yeah. And then a random like one-off day on November 26th, Uncle Frank comes to Amazon Prime. I don't know if you saw this Sundance or heard the no, world's freed about uh, it or anything. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, Paul Bettany plays a gay uncle going on a road trip with his niece. Um, I know it was like a big hit at Sundance. I think it's um, directed by it's Alan, Alan Ball. Ball. Um, yeah. <laughs> I forget, yeah, I forgot. I had to make a sound because I forgot this wasn't a video podcast. Right. I was just sitting here with the grimace on my face as I had to be like, I had to say yeesh. I forgot. Does have Judy Greer in it, though. It's Judy Greer. Um, well, Sophia I mean, the, the, Judy Greer is great, but Judy Greer has been, Judy Greer's talents have been wasted in more movies oh, for sure. uh, than they've been utilized in. Yeah. You also have Margot Martindale, Steve, Steve Zahn. Zahn. Oh, big um, Steve Zahn fan. But yeah, I mean, Stephen liked it out of. <laughs> Lois Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I always love Lois Smith. Marjorie Prime herself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, people liked that at Sundance, so who knows? Um, I, also I think just... that's, uh, that's one of those, like, no, uh, I, know. Uh, I mean, but I mean, like, there's uh, at Sundance or at TIFF, there's like, people have totally different experiences because, like, sure. the whatever my version of film Twitter or Sundance Twitter is, was like not talking about uncle Frank. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, I know there was a bidding war for it. And when um, Amazon bought it, I think they were envisioning it as an awards contender, which it still could be in this weird mm-hmm. VOD time. Um, but saying what I know. Um, also one I didn't put on the sheet because it will come out in November. They just don't have a specific date yet is um, Hillbilly Elegy on Netflix. Um, this is Ron Howard's adaptation of the popular but controversial memoir about basically the decaying culture and life in Appalachia. Um, apparently, he, he writes about his own family, but apparently from that he drew a lot of conclusions that people say he should not have drawn. Um, okay. But it has Amy Adams and Glenn Close in it. And like, if this doesn't get one of them an Oscar, like, what are we even doing? Sure. You know? Um, it also reminds me, this is a really weird reference. There was, um, a sketch on SNL many years ago 
set in a British pub and it was called what a sorry lot are we. <laughs> and it was just kind of making fun of probably like this certain genre of like British entertainment, maybe sort of like a Mike Lee type where everyone's just like absurdly downtrodden. And I remember it had Daniel Craig in it and he was like, things are really looking up for me, mate. I just got a job at the Olympics. And someone's like, that only lasts two weeks. And then they all do a weird drinking song. Basically what I'm saying is I feel like this is a Southern version of that. Okay. Um, but we'll see. We will see. Uh, I will probably not see Alex Winter's documentary about Frank Zappa. Laying down the line there, huh? Called Zappa. I saw the other Zappa documentary a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Zappa's a, Zappa, Frank Zappa's a bottom five for me in, when it comes to like <laughs> music I dislike. And yet, like, I watched the Frank Zappa documentary. I watched all four hours of that fucking Grateful Dead documentary. Good God. Now, <laughs> someone just needs to make a, uh, uh, like a Red Hot Chili Peppers like, <laughs> miniseries for me to suffer through and go, nope, still don't like him. But uh, yeah, best of luck to uh, St. Louis's favorite son, Alex Winter. Liked Bill and Ted Face the Music a lot, but. Uh, don't I don't care enough about Frank Zappa. <laughs> um, on December 1st, um, direct to VOD, you have an interesting looking movie called Disco. I promise the synopsis is not what you think it is. Um, it's a Norwegian film about a teen girl torn between, in a classic trope, her strict faith and freestyle disco dancing. But here's the thing, it's a thriller. <laughs> Yeah. Um, on the poster, she's like covered in blood. I cannot reconcile any of these things. I am intrigued. Yeah, All that right. sounds good. Yeah. Um, December 4th, another documentary that I missed at Sundance, um, but that sounded good to me was Assassins, uh, which is about the two women who were duped into murdering Kim Jong-un's brother by being told they were on a hidden camera prank show, which is a pretty fascinating <laughs> Uh, story. I read a, an in-depth GQ article about it a couple of years ago, uh, and uh, movie could be could be could, could be interesting. Yeah, heard good things. Um, oh, go ahead. I didn't say anything. Okay, it sounds like you're about to. Sound like you're about to. I think you um, might have heard some sort of like phantom. Oh, okay. Um, but I something. Mean, there's a ghost in the machine. Sure. Sure. Um, but I uh, another movie that... directed by Rachel Talele, by the way. <laughs> ghost in the machine. Never saw that one. I think the the big ticket item on December fourth is Nomadland. Right. Yeah. This is the new Chloe Chloe Zhao movie. Oh shoot! Somebody just like two days ago, I heard how to pronounce her name, and it's not how you would expect, and I've forgotten it. Okay. Anyway, it's Z H A O, but it's her directing. It's her directing Francis McDormand. It got a massive response at TIFF. It won the Audience Award. Um, <clears throat> People are saying it's, you know, going to sweep whatever Oscars we have. But basically, it's based on, I think, a nonfiction book about a woman, like, driving around the country living out of her car. Um, and that is definitely something I would want to watch Francis McDormand do in a movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, super stoked for that if they figure out a way to release it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, this is a real firewall in early December of movies that could easily drop off the schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that will not drop off the schedule, or maybe I'm skipping ahead too much. Who, is there no. any other date you want to do? until the 11th. Go crazy. Um, the 11th is a Netflix movie, The Prom, um, oh, which is a Ryan, Ryan Murphy, Murphy adaptation of a very popular Broadway show. Um, 
the show sound was really popular and sounded, you know, good. The cast was really good, but yeah. yes, the Ryan Murphy of it all I does know. give me pause. Yeah. Nicole Kidman being in it is such a draw, but Nicole Kidman, Meryl Streep, Keegan Michael Key, Andrew Rannells, Carrie Washington, Aquafina. Um but yeah, Ooh, James Corden. <laughs> yeah. I know. What, quite a mix. But basically, the plot is that um, there's a girl at a high school in like a rural area who wants to take her girlfriend to the prom. She's not allowed to because it's a very conservative area. So this becomes a cause celeb of many of several Broadway actors who want to rehabilitate their image. So basically, all of these famous people are playing pompous, absurd Broadway actors, which sounds very fun. It would if it wasn't Ryan Murphy. I know. That is the rub. Um, So we'll see. I was just going to mention on on the 11th uh, Samaritan, which feels like, because that's a movie that I know had to cease production because of of COVID. So I feel like, I I feel like it seems like like maybe it's not going to come out. I think they came back. I mean, like so many productions came back and finished. Um, So... Who knows? Um, okay. Also on that day, again, asterisk is Free Guy, which is a Fox by way of Disney release, um, which was supposed to come out a while ago, I think. But Ryan Reynolds plays, what is it? It's like a background character in a video game who yeah. realizes he's a background character in a video game. Yeah. Um, which is a winning premise, but one which I feel like will probably be overproduced as a studio movie. You don't think Ryan Reynolds is going to be subtle about it? <laughs> I mean, I like Ryan Reynolds. It just... Oh, uh, so do I. Yeah, I don't... Uh, but I, I, it doesn't seem like a, a downplaying it type of guy. No, no, no. But yeah, I like him too. Didn't and it's wanna... a Sean Levy-directed movie, so it's like, eh. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, on the 18th, Coming to America... Coming to America. Okay, so this is the thing which makes me crazy. So if you're, like, referencing the film Coming to America, if you say it out loud, people don't know which one you're talking about. Because the only thing that differentiates this one from the 80s one is that instead of T-O, it's a numeral two. So it's a subtlety that is completely lost when spoken aloud. And I'm livid about it. Um, I've actually never seen the original. Neither have I. Really? Okay. Thousands of listeners just screamed in protest. They did. They did just scream. Um, well, this, yeah. this is actually when it's come up on the podcast before. This is one of those movies like Cannonball Run that's just like I've never seen, but people seem yeah. to love and seem to love to give me shit for not having seen. They sure do exist. I mean, you know, they have the original cast back together. And I mean, the idea of like having Eddie Murphy in a movie now seems like unfathomable <laughs> just from everything i've heard about him and how he's impossible to work with so well craig brewer worked with him already and that worked out all right ish but for dolomite is my name yeah i, know. I, did, I didn't i, know yeah, I didn't care for it. <laughs> yeah um, um death on the nile is uh, the continuing adventures of hercule poirot directed yeah, I, mean, by I enjoyed I didn't see that. Murder on the Orient Express. The thing, where the mystery. Yeah. Um, and it's another big cast of people we all like, so. Yeah, you got uh, Annette Benning, um, Russell Brand, Gal Gadot, Army Hammer again, um, Letitia Wright. Mm. Um, 
so yeah, again, again, we'll see with that. That was another one that was supposed to come out in October, just moved to December. But as people pointed out, that's a movie that the audience is going to skew older. And I don't know if they'll feel safe in a theater sure. then. Right. So also um, allegedly on that day is Dune. Part one. Part, part one. one. Um, uh, wait, the thing I, I was, was going to say real quick about Murder on okay. the Orient Express, not, not definitely have Murder, Murder on the Orient Express is that... Uh, outside of a documentary that she narrated, I've never seen Daisy Ridley play anyone other than Ray uh, from the I mean, Star Wars movies. She doesn't make a great impression in Murder on the Orient Express, okay. and that movie Ophelia she was in was god awful. Okay. Uh, but she also has not been in very much so don't beat yourself okay. up about it she's been in very Daisy. few things well she did narrate a documentary that was called like the eagle, eagle huntress? huntress is that right yeah. yeah i did see that um, okay so dune part the first yeah i mean i i'd be shocked but people people are jazzed for that dune. like i don't personally know anybody who's stoked for dune but the internet just boils say, over I would whenever. Say I'm lightly stoked. I mean, yeah. I like. I, I'm stoked for a new Denis Villeneuve movie. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't care about Dune. I never finished the novel. Um, I did see David Lynch's movie once. That's it. Yeah, I I'm didn't like that movie Jodorowsky's Dune because. <laughs> Just fanboys sitting around going like, right. oh, that would have been awesome. That's so not what a, my... What a bad period of documentaries that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm mostly pro Villeneuve, and the cast is pretty stacked. I mean, you got Timothy Chalamet, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, Charlotte Rampling, Stellan Skarsgård, David Batista, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin. Zendaya. Oh, Cheng Chen of many Ho Shao Shen movies. Uh, yeah. It's a good scene all around. Stephen. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm certain I will like it. Yeah. I just like, and I mean, I'm going to get, maybe I'll get hate mail for this. Just every time I read something about like something that happens in Dune, it sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It does seem monumentally stupid. <laughs> like, but everyone is taking it very seriously. They're all like, oh, the spice. And I'm like, please just acknowledge that that sounds silly. You don't have to dislike it. <laughs> just please acknowledge it sounds silly. But who knows? We will see on December 18th or we won't. Um, all right. Also, new, uh, go on to Christmas Day then? Oh, no. Um, on December 18th is also The Father. Um, which is a two-hander. It's adapted from a play. It stars Olivia Colman as a woman caring for her father, played by Anthony Hopkins, who has Alzheimer's. Um, huge awards buzz. People are really into it. Um, the two of them sitting around and talking sounds like all I could ever want in a movie. It is more than a two-hander because Olivia Williams is also in this. Uh, oh, okay. The oft-confused for Olivia Colman, <laughs> Olivia Williams. Not making it easy for us. <laughs> nope. uh, um, there's actually a lot of people. I mean, like uh, Rufus Sewell, Imogen Poots, and Mark Gaddis also apparently are, are cast. In, okay, in I spoke movie. too soon. All the key art is just the two of them sitting there, and I have no object permanence. There I apologize. are many more hands than was first advertised okay. about this movie. I apologize. But yeah, really looking forward to it. People yeah, this really isn't a... It. Well, this is kind of a two popes situation. They promised <laughs> us just two popes, but there's a bunch of other characters in the movie. Yeah, turns out. It's true. There's, there, I mean, I guess there is. Ju there's just the two popes. That's true. There, there aren't any further popes in the movie. We were given what we were promised. Right. Um, yeah, I guess I, sh I shouldn't have assumed it was two popes and that's it. Yeah, that was a mistake. Been, that would have, if that were the case, that would have been the title. <laughs> 
just to clarify. Um, but yeah, I think on to Christmas. Christmas. Mer- All right. Christmas day. Uh, oh, it's going to be the merriest Christmas, uh, we've ever had. Um, News of the World is the new Paul Greengrass movie, which uh, stars a bunch of people, including Michelangelo Covino, who is the writer, star, and director of The Climb. Great. So his his movie got delayed so many times that it's coming out uh, only uh, within a month of his next movie. I mean, we'll see, you know. It right. also stars this hot young upstart, am I saying this right, Tom Hanks? Once mm. again, playing captain. He is the captain now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really see this coming out on christmas this, this is interesting territory for paul greengrass as a director yeah. seems like he's abandoning uh chasing people yeah it's like it's an adaptation of a novel and it's set in like the old west i think and it's like just him tom hanks and this kid like traveling through the old west like it sounds really cool um i would like to see it someday yeah, i can dig it um also, um, allegedly, Wonder Woman 1984. And this is another one I think we talked about in the summer movie preview. Yeah, he sure did. We're all still excited. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, I am excited for The Truffle Hunters, which was at yep. Sundance and I missed it. But um, uh, it's from directors Michael Dweck and Gregory Kershaw, who made, was it called The Last Race? One of the be- I, I was about to say one of the best documentaries of the last few years, and I can't quite remember the name of it. I think it's called The Last Race, uh, about a... Um, privately owned uh, uh, stock car racetrack on long island that's uh closing it's like the last summer uh before it closes that's a it's uh, the last race yeah. the last race super cool documentary um and the truffle hunters from uh see this is in my version of sundance buzz uh the truffle hunters was uh, a much talked about uh, no, movie so I, i'm looking forward to that i would concur it was very buzzy um Sony Pictures Classics bought it, and they're very committed to theatrical, so I could see them possibly continuing to bump that. Um, but yeah, seems cool. Um, that's it. That's well, it. End of the list. Well, that is oh, the oh. end of. Uh oh. Sounds uh-oh. like Julie's got something up her sleeve. You didn't think I'd give you everything, <laughs> did you? Um, no, I didn't quite know how to fit these onto the dock because there are some that are definitely coming out this year but don't have a date, just a few. And then some that could very well come out this year. It's not like a ton. I just feel like they're worth mentioning because it seems very plausible. So the ones that are definitely coming out this year, but do not have a date. One of them is Mank. Oh yeah. Um, The new Fincher. Yeah. Um, it's about, about which Mankiewicz is it about? Herman? Herman. Herman Mankiewicz. Okay. Don't you know the screenwriter of Citizen Kane? I do, but there's a lot of Mankawai. So I just, you know, I didn't want to speak out of turn. Um, but yeah, played by Gary Oldman, shot in black and white. Seems super dope. Who played Mank in RKO 281? Was that? Didn't see it. That was a made-for-TV movie about the making of yeah. of Citizen Kane. I'm looking it up right John now. John Malkovich. John Malkovich played Herman Mankiewicz. Malkovich played Mankiewicz. Say that will, to the will, uh, will Oldman live up to Malkovich's Mankiewicz? Oh my God, please stop talking. (laughs) Should be writing variety headlines. Um, But they also, it also has Lily Collins, um, Amanda Seyfried as Marion Davies, which is kind of interesting. Big Amanda Seyfried fan. I'm a big Amanda Seyfried fan. Um, I have a t-shirt with her face on it. Um, uh, It's a Twin Peaks t-shirt. But I'm also, Lily Collins is the one, uh, not the one from Baby Driver, right? That's Lily James? That's Lily James. Lily Lily Collins Collins is the one from, uh, Lily Collins is the one from Rules Don't Apply. She yes. is the one from being Phil Collins' daughter, yes. With the uh, eyebrows. But also 
rules don't apply, which is, uh, uh, you know, in this house we stand. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, of course. But but Scott, you're going to love this casting. Tom Burke. I know. Is Orson I'm Welles. I'm a big fan Ooh. of this casting. Yeah. Thought that, I thought that would excite everybody, everybody here. Um, oh, and Charles Dance is William Randolph Hearst. Yeah. It's, yeah. It sounds great. I have no notes. I mean, I have notes, but I don't have notes on how it could be no. better because it sounds great. Um, uh, Edward Herman played William Randolph Hearst in the Peter Bogdanovich joint, The Cat's Meow. Uh, hard to see. Uh, I like Charles Dance, but uh, I feel like Edward Herman gave us the definitive William Randolph Hearst in The Cat's Meow, which is such a great movie. Have you guys seen it? It's such no, a great movie. No, I've always meant to. Such a great movie. Great cast. Shot by Bruno Del Bonnell. Oh, right on. Uh, great movie. Um, yeah, so Mank is coming And it's got your, uh, your gal, Kristen uh, uh, Dunst, in it. It does have my gal, Kristen Dunst, in it. Your Sunita Mehdi. <laughs> As it is known. But yeah, that is coming to Netflix at a time in this year, TBD. Um, also coming to Netflix at an unspecified time this year is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is an adaptation of the August Wilson play of the same title about blues musicians. Um, I will call out that it has Viola Davis in it, and it is the last role of Chadwick Boseman. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I've heard... I mean, I don't know if it's just people are predicting an Oscar for him because they assume he's going to be good and because he died, but like, I think he has a pretty prominent role in it. Um, okay. I have heard from people who know that he's really great in it. Oh, people okay. have seen it? Yes. Okay. Um, Not officially, just... yeah. Murmurs. Murmurs. Industry Murmurs. talk. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. And then also on Netflix this year is Bombay Rose, which is an Indian um, animated romance. And then, so those are definitely coming out. And then like, could be coming out. I just feel like I would like look really stupid if I didn't try to get out in front of it and shout them out. Um, Netflix also bought a couple of high profile things at TIFF. Um, Pieces of a Woman was one of them. Um, is directed by a Hungarian director whose name I will not pronounce, but it is um, a very intense drama with Vanessa Kirby, who's being talked up for an Oscar and Shia LaBeouf. Um, so that was a bidding war. That was a huge hit at both of oh, and is, Molly yes. Parker and Molly Parker. Oh, I like her too. And this Eliza is the guy who made from the guy, ooh, from the guy who made white God, which I didn't yes. see, but heard was good. Yeah. Also Eliza Schlesinger, Benny Safdie, Ellen Burstyn. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they bought it. I, it seems like the prudent move to release it this year, but we'll see. Um, another thing they bought is Malcolm and Marie for $30 million. <laughs> this was a movie shot in quarantine. It was, I unfortunately cannot remember the director's name. It is Sam Levinson. Wait, yes, Sam Levinson. Um, it's just, it is a true two-hander because it was shot during quarantine times, but it is Zendaya and John David Washington. And they just like play a couple like talking in a house and apparently it's amazing oh so this is the dude okay this is the dude who made assassination nation but also the creator of euphoria mm -hmm. the show that zendaya is on yes. there's your connection it's all adding up yes. okay um also potentially this year we could get a new soderberg um let them all talk is going to be on hbo max at some point um sounds cool it is i believe a a frothy comedy with um, Meryl Streep and Lucas Hedges. And Candace Bergen and Diane Weist. Diane oh, Weist. Yeah. I love Diane Weist. Oh, my gosh. So that would be wonderful. Um, and then 
there's a there's another version of Black Beauty. They just keep making this horse movie, but um, <laughs> Disney Plus has the rights. It has Kate Winslet in it. It could happen this year. What isn't she in this year? She's having a moment. Um, Wait, what was the other movie we said that she's in? She's in the Ammonite. Ammonite. She was just in Blackbird, which came out, and Black there was Beauty. One. I think there's okay. another one. I can't remember now. Well, we're gonna find out. We can control F the dock, right? I'm only getting one Winslet. All right, never mind. Um, but and then finally at um, at Apple, they have the rights to Wolf Walkers, which is a new animated movie from the people that did um, The Secret of Kells. So it's a very, like, mystical, like, Irish movie set in the 1600s. Are you telling me that these wolves are walking? They are walking. Um, so, again, it could be this year. So, uh, Scott, I can't think of the other well, I can't figure out what the other Kate Winslet joint, unless you're thinking about it. I don't think it. there was one. I think you're I made thinking it about up. reading news about Avatar 2 being uh, delayed again, maybe? Is that why you're... All day, every day. Sorry, you mean Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5? Yeah, we don't yeah. even know which Avatar she'll be in. I think all of them. Who's to say? Uh, Maybe she'll die. I feel like I'm the only person on the planet who is <laughs> super excited for all of the Avatar sequels. Hey, more power to you. But people have just been, I feel like since the beginning of them being announced, people have just been talking shit and every, t- every like, oh, there's two of them, oh, there's three, there's, oh, there's going to be four of them? Bring it on. <laughs> Well, I'm, uh, if you're uh, the only person on earth, then you should probably reach out to James Cameron and maybe he can tailor it to you yeah, as the true. one person looking forward to it. Right. Yeah. You have he'd be like, power he'd be like, David, what would you like to see more of in the Avatar films? Yeah. I can't, uh, I can't, it's been so long since I've seen Scream 2. I can't remember who, uh, I can't remember in, in the film studies class at the college. I can't remember if Joshua Jackson is the one who accuses someone else of having a hard on for Cameron or if he is accused of having a hard on for Cameron. But, um, I don't like that phrasing, but uh, I kind of relate. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, yeah, that is all I have. Um, all right. Obviously, it's a very weird year. It's a very I, weird I know. season. I can't wait to see you guys at all these movies. I Save know. me a seat. <laughs> but it's like, look, I can promise you there will be some new movies you can see. Yeah. I feel very confident making that declaration. Yeah, most of the movies we talked about in the summer movie preview came out yeah most of them you know some of these are on streaming they're on vod they'll be there and you can watch them yeah that's how we we suggest you watch movies uh for the time being um or drive-ins if you're so inclined there's some drive-in action at some of these yeah uh including um beyond fest is going all 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 drive-in and they are actually uh premiering the aforementioned wolf of snow hollow and Possessor. I guess it's not Premiere, right. but they're showing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's also, um, I don't think it'll be too late to call this out by the time this is airing, but the New York Film Festival is technically happening right now, and it is all virtual. So anybody can buy, quote-unquote, tickets, and you get a screener link. Um, I know a lot of it is sold out, but they've added some more tickets, and there's stuff that is not sold out. So that is a way to check out some movies that do not actually have a release yet. So... Anyone can do that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. I'm excited. Yeah. So All right, one well, way or another, we'll see movies. Uh, this was super fun. Thank you for yeah. doing uh, this with us while, uh, while Tyler's on assignment. Uh, a pleasure. Yeah, love to do it. 
You can find me at battleshipretention.com. You can read, uh, I guess, this week, my review of Otto Lange and the Cakes of Versailles. I think that's the only thing I reviewed this week. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Pretension. Uh, You can email me at david at battleshipretension.com. You guys, uh, let's start with Julie. Julie, where can people find you if they want to and if you want them to? Um, yes, huge qualifiers. Um, <laughs> I am now on Twitter at write this down. Says no underscore says gonna spell that S E S N O underscore S A Y S long story, but I'm on there trying to lighten the mood. Who knows if it's working, but yeah. Uh, I am on Twitter at rail of tomorrow and in my living room calling my representatives to, uh, push off this uh, Supreme Court nomination, which we should all be doing. That's the main message I want to get out there tonight. Yeah, seconded. Um, I'm really bad at making phone calls and I panic. So as a humorous anecdote about how you too can do this, um, I called my representative's office deliberately after hours. So I know it'd be a voicemail. I'm like, how can I screw that up? So I called and I wanted to add a positive message, you know, to indicate general support, but I panicked. So I opened my voicemail with huge fan, by the way. (laughs) So, um, listen, it didn't go as I planned, but I did it. And that's what counts. Uh, yeah, definitely. The calling after hours, having a script, I think is, uh, cause I, I, yeah, I have the same, uh, uh, I don't like talking to people. Um, but, um, also, yes, I do do the things that Scott said, but also do what you can uh, locally. I think uh, is something that I always uh, sure. a- a- advocate for for people. Help uh, help your uh, community uh, donate uh, volunteer. I guess that would oh, be yeah. Me. I would also uh, say volunteer. Me, sorry, me saying volunteer right now is definitely not practicing what I preach because I'm too scared well, of COVID to volunteer. Well, but, um, I have great news yeah. for you, David. Okay. Um, there is a way. What if I told you there was a way to volunteer where you could stay home and you did not have to interact with any strangers? How would okay. you think about that? I'm listening. Um, there's Has this order. happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> You're an introvert who wants to help in a pandemic. <laughs> um, there's a lot of great organizations where you can write letters to voters um, to encourage them to vote. Um, the one that we do is called Vote Forward. It's vote fwd.org basically you just like it's just a template you personalize a little bit they give you the addresses and you just send them out so you just sit in your house and you write letters and it is super easy and you don't have to interact with any strangers um so yeah we're doing that you know got some postage got some envelopes just pop on some tunes very chill time um yeah all right. Uh, in the meantime i'm liking your uh, uh your your backdrop um of old movie posters, um, including Gone with the Wind. I'm trying to see if there's anything else problematic. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, You're Gone with the Wind. Okay. <laughs> it's only yeah. a matter of time before Breathless becomes problematic, yeah. let's face it. Well, that's... Uh, um, You're outing us on the air. How dare you? But I'll say this, uh, the reason I'm in it is I'm, it's not on camera. I can see where I'm sitting. My wife and I have our, our sort of theme uh, uh of the bedroom is like old-timey maps like vintage maps of the time we have one of my hometown in alex winter's hometown st louis missouri one of san francisco where my wife went to, to to college and we have one of new orleans which is one of our favorite cities in the country and we only recently realized that there is a like from the era it was made this map was made there is a small confederate flag on our oh, new orleans yeah. map um oh. 
Uh, so we're feeling kind of bad about that, but it's, it's All not that on, time not sitting around at home. You're, uh, you're learning some new things <laughs> about your decor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, uh, uh, everyone, uh, examine your own home decor, uh, look within <laughs> your, look within yourself before you criticize someone else's posters, <laughs> look at your own. Yeah. That's uh, in the Bible. So yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. yeah thanks, thanks for having us. us. And I guess, uh, thank you for listening and, Someone will get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 